this is Tom Wallace. I'm the managing partner here at Florida Funders, and welcome to our Angel Investing Podcast. We're all about learning best practices and getting better at angel investing. And the purpose of our podcast is to interview some of the, the best and brightest and most successful investors and entrepreneurs to learn from them how they've been successful, what makes them tick, what motivated them, and how they've been successful in investing and building really successful companies so that we can learn and become better investors and entrepreneurs in the process. A while back, we came up with these five Ds of angel investing. And the reason we came up with them is because these are lessons learned and best practices. We've been doing this a long time. I personally have been angel investing over 25 years. I have well over 50 investments. And I learned the hard way what to do and what not to do. So the five Ds are really kind of, again, a best practice of if you want to be a good angel investor, if you want to be a successful angel investor and generate and maximize the probability of your returns, that's what the five Ds are all about. So it starts with number one, deal flow. Secondly, due diligence. Thirdly, domain expertise. Four is diversification. And five is discipline. And we came up with these over a number of years and really learning the hard way how to do angel investing right. Probably what, what is most important is what not to do and then what to do. So let me start with the first D, deal flow. One of the mistakes are commonly made by angel investors is they're just investing in a deal because a friend of them sent it to them and it looked interesting and they really you know, weren't out. They're not maybe an active angel investor. And the problem with that is, ideally, you don't want to look at one deal to invest in one deal. You want to look at 50 deals to invest in one deal. So you want to pick and be very selective about the companies you're investing in. And the more deals you look at, the better you get at this is really understanding what makes that company special, what makes that founder special. Do you really like the founder? And we're going to get into that in, in, one, in, the, in the due diligence side of, of this discussion. You're going to get a better feel for what's going on in the marketplace, what other, what other opportunities are out there. So it's just going to make you a more sophisticated investor and you get to pick the best of the best. It only makes sense. So that's the first D. The second D is due diligence. There's some research that says if you do more than 20 hours of due diligence on any angel investment, you're significantly increasing your probability of return. And so it, it, it Florida funders, we do well over 80 to 100 hours of due diligence on any company before we invest in it. We take this part very seriously, and we focus primarily on two things on due diligence because we're early stage investors, right? The first thing we really focus on and spend time in is the founder. We're betting on the jockey. And if it's a pre-revenue deal, which we don't do a ton of those, but we do some, you're really betting on that founder or founders. Do they know the space? Do they have what it takes to be successful? Building a company from scratch is really hard work. Most of us, including myself, I've been an entrepreneur most of my career. I've started several companies. And anybody that's ever built a company from scratch knows it's really hard work. There's a lot of adversity to overcome. It's going to get tough. You're going to get punched in the face. When we're looking at that founder, do they have the perseverance? Do they have skin in the game? We love to see that they have skin in the game. And I'll come back to that in a second. Do they have the right stuff? Because it really takes a special person to succeed as an entrepreneur. And they've got to believe in themselves. They've got to be able to communicate that so they're good at recruiting. 
you know, business is a team sport. They're only going to be as good as the people they surround themselves with. Do they have the right attitude about building the business? Why are they doing it? You know, we get into a lot of conversations as, you know, what drives you, what motivates you. And frankly, if it's to build a company quickly, sell it, make a lot of money, that's not an answer we ever like to hear. We much prefer that they want to, you know, they have a passion for what they're doing, that they saw this problem, they think they can change the world, they think big. That's what's going to drive them when the times get tough. And they're going to get tough. Tough times are coming. Does this person have what it takes to take those punches and get back up and keep persevering and keep going? Also, do they have, do they have integrity? Do we feel like we can trust them? I mean, you're investing in that person. You're getting into business with them. You want to do that with somebody you can trust and you believe in them and you can believe what they tell you. That's an important part of, of the due diligence process with that founder. And we, we frankly just want, you know, we want to get to know them. We want to understand what makes them tick. What's their work ethic? How many hours a week do they work? Again, you know, somebody that's, that's not willing to put in the time and the effort, not dedicated. We ask questions like, what do you do on your weekends? And frankly, we like to hear, I work a lot on the weekends. What do you do at night? What do you do? In, what are your hobbies? You know, we don't like to hear that their hobbies are, you know, golfing and every weekend they're a golf course, that kind of thing. We're looking for people who are really focused and dedicated on building their business and, and, and really just have that. I like to call it the Rudy effect. If you ever saw the, the movie Rudy about the, the kid that wanted to play football for Notre Dame so badly that he was not going to let anything stop him, even though he had no talent, no size. And really, everything was against them. That's the kind of entrepreneur we want. That's the kind of founder we want it back. Failure's not an option. They're going to be successful. They're going to find a way to succeed. That's what we, we look for in founders. And those are the kinds of founders we like to invest in. So the first part I talked about in the due diligence is we really dig in on the founder. The second part of due diligence that we spend a lot of time on is the early customers. We have in-depth interviews with the early users and early customers of this product. And we want to find out, is this product a nice to have or is it something they now can't live without? When they bought this product or agreed to buy it, how many other products did they look at? What competition did they look at? Why did they choose this product over the competing products? We really spend a lot of time with those early customers to understand, is this product or this solution that this founder has, is it really special? Does it have secret sauce? Is it something that a lot of other customers are going to want, or is it just something, you know, these, these early adopters are trying and, and they're still trying to figure out even if they want to keep using it. If it's a SaaS software product, as an example, we're going to ask them, what's the likelihood you renew when your contract's up, you know, whether it's an annual contract, whatever, what's the likelihood you're going to keep using this product? And we're looking for customers that are really excited, rave reviews, love the product, love the company, love the service, love the support. That's what we're looking for in those, those early customer interviews. And it's a very big part of our due diligence. Now, we do a lot of other things in our due diligence, but those are our two big ones. We do everything but look at, from looking at the technology and the intellectual property behind it. Is this something that's patentable? We get into all that. Most of the time, it's not. But we still want to understand is how difficult would it be to, to replicate or duplicate? You know, if it's a so piece of software, did it take a team of two people three months to write this? Because if it did, that's not, you know, the barriers to entry to compete against this product aren't that high. Where if it took five people a year and a half to build this software product, that's a different story. So 
we dig into every aspect of the business. We really want to understand what the go-to-market strategy is. We really understand, want to understand what makes this product different, special from all the competition. And we look at the competition. We like to see that there's competition. If there's no competition, sometimes that's more scary than if there is. Assuming there's competition, what is the key differentiators that this product, that this founder has come up with to make it different? That's the due, due diligence side. The third D is uh, domain expertise. We like to say we invest in things we know and we understand. My one rule of thumb to any angel investor is if you don't understand it, if you don't invest in it. If the founder can't explain it to you, no matter how technical it is, if they can't explain it to you so you can understand it, personally, I see that as red flags. Invest in what you know. We do that at Florida Funders. Between me and my partners, we have backgrounds in cybersecurity, fintech, edtech, digital health, SaaS software, content, infrastructure. So we invest in companies in those spaces so that we know what we're investing in. We know we know the markets, we know the competition, and where something may be a little bit outside of our, our wheelhouse, we pull in outside subject matter experts that really know that space and understand it. That's extremely important. We want to know from somebody on the inside, what's the competition like? How hard is it to break into this market? Who are the partners? Who are the potential customers? You know, is this a green field where nobody has this product yet? Or is this where you're going to have to replace an existing product? We really get in, into uh, to all of that. So that's, a, that's an important part of uh, this whole process. Next up on the, on the five Ds, the fourth five D is diversification. We like to encourage our investors and, and really educate our investors on how important it is to build a diversified portfolio of companies that they're investing in. If an angel investor is just going to do two or three deals, they have to get lucky. And you know that's really not a good strategy for maximizing a probable returns. Our recommendation is go out and invest in at least 10 companies, if not even a few more, to get that diversification. Because remember, this is early stage tech investing. You know, quite a few of these companies are going to be unsuccessful. They're going to go to zero. You're going to lose your entire investment. If you only do two or three, there's a pretty good chance all two or three are going to zero. Where if you do 10, 12, you know, some of them are going to get returns. And remember, you know, it's a risk reward game at this stage. So the makeup for the ones that go to zero is your winners should be 10x, 20x, 30x times your, your, your investment. And of course, there's going to be the in-betweens. But really, if you're not doing 10 to 12 companies, investing in 10 to 12 companies, you're really taking a lot of risk and not maximizing your potential for rewards. I've seen people get lucky do it, but you know, it's not, not something we recommend. The last D is discipline. And I don't care what kind of investing you do, whether it's public stocks, whether it's real estate, whether it's bonds, whatever you're investing in, discipline is a very important part of investing. And that's true in angel investing. First part of discipline is following the first four Ds and doing that consistently and committing to it. So that takes discipline. Also, the one thing I like to talk about on the discipline side is, why are you investing in this company? Asking yourself that question. And if the answer is FOMO, fear of being left out because a lot of your friends are investing in it, even though you're not crazy about the founder or you're not crazy about the idea or you don't understand the idea, that's a really bad reason to invest. So you have to be disciplined. 
And discipline in following the four Ds, discipline in doing your due diligence, discipline in making sure that you have the domain expertise or find somebody to help you with the domain expertise, discipline in your diversification. So that's what we call the five Ds of angel investing. And if you do those five things right, we think you're going to be pretty happy with your returns. Remember, there's quite a bit of research out there that says that angel investing can be and can outperform really every other asset class. I mean, you'll find you know, different research on this, but it cannot perform venture capital. It cannot perform private equity. It cannot perform the public stock market, but you've got to be committed. You've got to be disciplined. You've got to use the five Ds. So I got started in angel investing some 25 years ago. And one thing I learned pretty quickly was that to do the five Ds and do it right is a lot of work. And I was always running my own business. I was a a CEO of, of my own company and I didn't have time to do that. I was focused on my business. So what I quickly learned was I needed help. And what I would do was just, I had friends that were angel investors that I trusted and knew would do the work. And I just frankly piggybacked off of their investments after my first couple. That's what Florida Funders does. We like to say we take the heavy lifting out of angel investing. We make angel investing easy because we do all the due diligence. We look at all the deals to select the few that are that we think are really special and different. We make diversification a very simple process. We do all the legal work, which, you know, we didn't even get into that, but there's a lot of legal work if you're going to do an angel investment and do it right. And it's everything from negotiating the value of the deal with the founders, putting together the operating agreement, all the investment docs, making sure that you have rights as an investor, follow-on rights, pro rata rights. I don't want to get into all the details of this stuff, but to really do it right, it takes experience and knowledge and work. And so, again, that's what's the beauty of, of Florida Funders is we do that for all our angel investors. They don't have to worry about negotiating with lawyers. They don't have to worry about paying legal fees. They don't have to worry about are we protected as investors so that if the founder, as soon as this company is making money, wants to pay himself three times what he or she what they were making, they just go ahead and do that. We put things in our documents to protect our investors from that. Our, our founders can't give themselves pay increases. They can't distribute money to themselves uh, before investors. And we have all kinds of protection provisions in all of our operating agreements with every single company we invest in that make sure that our investors are protected. So it's not only a lot of work. You also have to have experience and know what you're doing. And again, that's what Florida Funders does. So, And then the beauty of it, we put it off on a portal. So it's all on our portal, floridafunders.com, so that our investors just can go out. They can see all the due diligence. They can read the interviews with customers. They can see all the financial projections of the company. They can see what the gross margins are, their product. They can see what the competition is. It's all in one place. They can easily review it, easily see it, and then make their decision on whether they want to invest in that company or not. So if you're interested in becoming an angel investor and learning more about angel investing, go out to floridafunders.com. We'd love to have you join us. We do this full time. There's a dozen of us. We're focused on finding funding and building the next generation of great technology companies here in Florida. And we believe that you know, we really can change Florida from sunshine state to startup state, that we can make Florida as known for technology and innovation as we are today for Mickey and tourism and strawberries. Well, that wraps up our show today. Thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. If you're interested in learning more about angel investing and more about floridafunders.com, please visit our website. 
Just as a quick reminder, Florida Funders is a hybrid between an accredited network of angel investors and a venture capital fund. And so we're out there combing the state looking for the best and brightest entrepreneurs and founders to back. So if you're a founder and you're looking for funding, feel free to go to our, our site and apply for funding. We'd love to take a look at your, your deal. And if you're an investor, please go out, sign up and join us as we work to change Florida from Sunshine State to Startup State as we execute on our mission, which is to make Florida as known for technology and innovation as we are today for the mouse and strawberries and tourism. Thank you so much.